Hey everyone and welcome to 1.21 Gigawatts, I am Peter, that is Matt, we talk about movies on this show and this episode we are talking about Jurassic World Falling, I almost said park, I almost said park. You almost did, you almost did, I get down. That, that, oh, what a failure, we started off with a good strong, strong point here, but now Jurassic World Falling Kingdom, the second Jurassic World film, the fifth Jurassic Park movie overall. Um, just came out, so we're going to discuss that. And Matt is a huge Jurassic Park fan. I mean, as am I really as well. I just don't compare it to Matt's idealistic no. love. He's got a shrine. He's got all sorts of things going on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Jurassic Park was the first movie I ever saw in the theater. I was four years old, so it does hold a, a new and dear place in my heart for that reason. So yeah, we'll start spoiler free as we always do, and we will give you warnings someplace in the middle before we get into spoilers. Uh, but here we go. So yeah, so Jurassic World, uh, Fallen Kingdom. We both like Jurassic World, right? I think that's huh? probably something that's worth yep. getting out there. It's not necessarily a great movie, but it was a nice dose of nostalgia and adventure, and it kind of yeah. it worked for us. It definitely edges towards more of a nostalgia trip over, you know, good movie. I, let's not kid ourselves. I still watch it every time it's on TV. Of course you do. Like, yeah, because, you know. But, yeah, so I just – I look back on it and I see the flaws even more uh, watching it on home release. We're in the theater. You know, I was like, oh, man, this is like – this is awesome. And, oh, man, I remember that. And so – I can see its flaws a little bit more now. Uh, that said, I was super stoked for this sequel. Yeah, I, I was I was curious coming into it. Uh, a different director, Colin Trevorrow, didn't do this one. He did co-write the script. He's coming back for the third yep. one, which is really odd because it mirrors what JJ did with Star Wars. But <laughs> exactly, you know, and and Trevorrow left uh, Star Wars so JJ could come in, and now like, but yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, so. So, yeah, I was curious coming into this one, and the critical reception before I saw it, you know, just seeing what mm-hmm. the, the reception was, was definitely a bit lesser than the last one, and certainly yep. it was a bit more in the middling range. I was like, okay, all right, we'll see how this goes. Um, I was a little bit worried early in production, they, they talked about it, I was like, oh, this is kind of our Lost World, and that worried me a little bit, because I don't really yeah. like Lost World all that much. Yeah. So, And there's definitely some things you can compare between them. There's definitely some moments there's... where I'm like, oh, wait a minute, that, that's really reminding me of Lost World and- now. And as a fan of the series, I like that they did that, but uh, it's not as beholden as World was to Park. So uh, I, I like that a lot in this one. Uh, <laughs> where'd Peter go? I'm like uh, a cat. Yeah. He, he was meowing at the door. He's staring gotcha. at me. He takes a, he, he takes time to come in, but he's finally came in. He's settling down. Well, you better there be you used. go. Um, be in trouble. Yeah, because you're you like you're you're one of those people that likes three. A little bit more, right than than most people, because you love the B movie. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's a B movie adventure about running from dinosaurs. I, I think three, well, it has its dumb elements. It, 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 it is, but it's it does what it sets out to do, and it works in that yeah. in that way. Um, it's not a great well, I mean, movie, it's, by means, but yeah, it's Joe Johnson. That that's what he does. He does B movie well, mm-hmm. uh, and so. I wasn't sure. What you, I was. I wasn't sure what you expecting out of this. I really had no idea where I was going to land. But as always, I always ask Matt first. Matt, yeah. did you enjoy Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom? Uh, was there any doubt that I wouldn't enjoy this? Like <laughs> I'm such a mark. I, I loved the every single one. Like even even the three is the one that I don't like the most. That's still weird. That's like I still like it. So 
But I put this up in the upper ranks. I like this a whole lot for a lot of the choices that it made. And weirdly, despite Crichton helping out in the first movie, this movie feels more like any Michael Crichton story uh, than than I think any of the other ones. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. But I do have to like, put some caveats on this. I do uh, think this movie is insanely dumb at times. Uh, okay. There's insanely dumb, dumb moments that are just there for this. Cause, like, the adventure part of it. Because here's what, here's what works about it. We have a good director who knows how to shoot scenes very well. And when yep. it gets suspenseful, when it dips into sort of almost the more horror movie-esque scenes of dealing with the, the dinosaurs and chasing mm. after people, uh, it is very good at that. There's some really great cinematic moments of various things happening. There's one scene at the end of the island escape that there's one moment there that is like, oh, okay, it's, it's hitting hard. It's, it's doing what it's doing well. Yeah. Um, I oddly kind of appreciate that it's actually a smaller movie. Like the, the back half of the film takes place in one kind of location that feels a lot more confined than anything in the last movie did. Mm-hmm. But I kind of appreciate that. Uh, the last half of the film feels almost Dino Crisis, and you won't really get what I mean by that. Pete, but, I did have I did play games on PlayStation and know what Dino Crisis is. Yeah, well, it, it was feeling a lot more Dino Crisis yeah. to me than it was Jurassic Park in the last half. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than that in spoilers. Um, I do think there's some insanely dumb moments. I do think the villainous characters are very two-dimensional and just there to oh. facilitate the villainous plot. It is pulp from the get-go. If you, As soon as you introduce a certain characters, you're like, oh, I know where exactly this is going. And one in particular I think is outright atrocious, and we'll yeah. get to his his stuff and spoilers for the most part. Yeah. Uh, but he he's the one who makes some insanely stupid decisions that just are mind-numbingly like th- this is only happening to move the plot to where the plot wants to go not because it's mm-hmm. believable this character would do no. this yeah uh, there's, there's quite a few moments of that there's, there's, there's like there's one scene where um, Claire and the, what's the new guy's name the new kid uh, Franklin uh, Franklin, Franklin. Uh, Claire and Franklin are, are trapped in a room and it's like oh we need to find a girl to get the doors open and they're looking around and it's not until the, the danger's up at 99%, that they just casually notice there's a ladder in the corner of the room that was there the whole time. It's like, mm-hmm. you, why did it take you this long to notice that? It wasn't hidden, it wasn't yeah. behind it. You know, there's just, there's some phony, like... There's there's also some mythos stuff that we'll touch on in the, the spoiler. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. That, that rubbed me the wrong way just because of stuff from the first movie. It, you know, okay, that'll yeah. make more sense when we get there, but... yeah. Uh, so, so I'll say there's a lot of forcing the movie to go in the way that, that the plot wants to go in. However, when it gets to these suspenseful kind of action sequences that the plot wants to go to, it's very good at those moments. It's yeah. very good at those scenes. And that's why overall I think I had a lot of fun with it. But it is definitely more in a sort of silly B-movie territory with yeah. good direction. Like I feel like that's where it kind of ultimately lands for me, where I had fun because of what it's doing. Uh, but it does have a lot of dumb... Uh, elements. Uh, I'll get into more in detail when we get into spoilers. Yeah. But well, and, and so did Jurassic World. That had a lot of dumb elements as well. Um, oh, this was this was there... du- this was dumber. Come on now. You think? You think? Oh, I think this was dumber. <laughs> uh, see, I thought there were parts of, of World that each time I watch it, I, I have bigger issues with certain things. Oh, but bit, then yeah. I for- you know, but I forget about that when it, the last act kicks in and it becomes breakneck action. And I think that goes for this one too. I think I'm um, a lot more forgiving once things start rolling. 
Another critique of this one would be that I think these side characters, Franklin and uh, Zia, uh, or Zaya, I would pronounce her name. Zia. Uh, Zia. Uh, I, I think those two, I mean, they're okay, but they're kind of there to facilitate the plot. Uh, her, her, Zia in particular, her, her character is, like, trained in how to, like, like help dinosaurs, yet admits in the movie that she never expected to actually meet one. It's, it's this weird thing. It's like She has the skills to save a dinosaur's yeah. lives, but even though she never really thought she'd ever be in that situation to do that. Yeah, well, she says she's a paleobiologist, and I do definitely think that she's more of a biologist that, you know, she's she's going on the fly mm. and whatnot. That's how I took it. I liked her a lot. Uh, she's the type of character that I just oh, like yeah. the cut of her jib. Per- Personality-wise, she's fine, but I, I think yeah, yeah, her yeah. and Franklin suffer from being, like, they're there for this. Like, I don't think I connected to those two the same way that I like Jake Johnson's character in the last one. <sighs> yeah, he but he was Mr. One-Liner... And he didn't have much, you know, not that these two had much in the way of development, but I liked their stories in this more, I think you know. They felt like they were pulled out of like a like a disaster movie. Like They were the, the loud characters oh, yeah. to, to sort of have an extra bit of drama when we really just care about the main two who are, you know, doing yeah. their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of what I was getting from them. Um, but yeah, the, the villains and kind of the the obvious nature of the villains and kind of, okay, this is obviously what they're doing, their speeches to justify what they're doing, all of that stuff was just kind of like, all right, yeah, 101, like, not even trying, basically, at, at this point yeah. in the script. Uh, but the dinosaur action, the, the, the relationship with Blue... Uh, is once again kind of the heart of the film. Blue is kind of the hero of the whole thing, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's, it's hilarious how the Raptors are the big bads of the first movie, and by the fifth installment, one of them's the main character. And only like, one. They're still dangerous as shit otherwise. Yeah. I do have to critique the T-Rex a little bit as well. Now, while there's a couple of great scenes with the T-Rex, I do think... Because the first... The original Jurassic Park is guilty of this, right? It did it once at the end, where the T-Rex jumps in and saves the day, just kind of by accident. It just yeah. She happens to be there, she jumps in, she saves all the characters. That happens like three times in this movie, where the T-Rex yeah. is not there, the characters are screwed, and the T-Rex jumps in and bites the dinosaur that was going to kill them. It's like, all I, right. I love... like This stuff's got brought up, because they call that in Jurassic Park the Ninja T-Rex, because the whole movie is situated around the the water in the cup mm-hmm. and the stomping and the thunder almost of the T-Rex yet by the time the T-Rex needs to save the day it comes in with no like in warning fact, the opening scene which is a really well shot scene and it works really well uh, with the T-Rex is great except for the fact that again somehow she snuck up on someone and the person she snuck up on didn't hear her coming at all. Yeah, um, yeah. It's like, it, the scene plays great if it was a slasher movie scene, but yeah. because a T-Rex, you're like, okay, this is really fun, it yeah. looks good, and the T-Rex is scary, and it's, it's, she's intimidating, and it's raining, and it's nighttime. The actual mm-hmm. chase and the, the, the tension is, it jumps for the guy, and, and then like the other thing happens, and there's a, there's a, it's a very yeah. well-shot scene, but it all starts because the guy didn't notice there was a T-Rex right behind them, yeah. right? So Yeah, which what... is impossible. So, like, they definitely yeah. doubled down on, like, this T-Rex just, like, sneaking around, like, chasing, you know? Tiptoes. Like... They're doing little tiptoes. It's T-Rex. Yeah, exactly. T-Rex tiptoes. That's my favorite yeah. folk punk band. <laughs> so... So that's that's one of the moments I'm talking about when I'm saying this movie is really dumb at times. Like it it, yeah, it does oh, okay. these really dumb things to get away with the cheesy like fun, 
but cheesy scene that it wants to do. Um, I know the scene that everyone's complained about, and I actually don't know if I love this scene or hate this scene, and I don't think this is uh, a spoiler to just talk about this, uh, because it's not a plot point or anything like that. There's a scene where Chris Pratt has to get away from lava, right? And I have seen some very strong opinions that think this is Kingdom of the Crystal Skull stupid. That was the phrase I saw used. This this was the nuclear fridge moment of, of this Jurassic World movie. And I don't know... No, it's stupid. Don't get me wrong. It's a stupid yeah. scene. I don't know if I love it for how stupid it is, though. I'm, I actually don't know. I thought it was super decided. over the top. Yeah. Like... You know, but that said, I laughed. I'm not going to lie to to our, our viewers. Like, I think Chris Pratt is a gifted physical comedian, and mm-hmm. he's been thrown into this action hero, and you don't get to see that as often anymore. Uh, so, I don't know. Is it any dumber than the T-Rex sneaking up on people? Um, is it, is it dumber than that? I, they're, they're, they're two different kinds of dumb, I guess. <laughs> this is where that's my whole thing. Everything's yeah. a degree of that, and I just—it didn't ruin the movie for me. I just—I was glad when it was over, when it resolved, you know, like. But it, I mean, yeah. I, I think I think the thing with Jurassic Park as a franchise that I think we all kind of have to accept to a point is that the first one's the only one that's not a B movie. Everything after yep. that, to an extent, because no matter what you do with the plot, because because in the, in the last like act of this movie, it opens up a lot of doors as to mm-hmm. other things that happen in the mythos of Jurassic Park, right? And I feel like all of it feels a little bit B movie. Here's a fun idea, and that's okay. But it, it the, the prestige of the original movies just like it can't be there again. It never was going to be. There's only so much prestigious things you can do with dinosaurs chasing after people. Ultimately, we're going to get to here's the the sci-fi B movie crazy ideas of what we can yeah. do with this now. And and that's what I mean that it felt more Crichton is like Crichton was never like great literature. They were fun mm. techno thriller books that, and you could tell he always did his homework. Like I learned more about cloning through reading Jurassic Park when I was twelve than I did in any science class because he made it accessible. And I never took biology. I don't know how much yeah. uh, biology talks about cloning though in high school, but I mean maybe it does now. I don't know. Well, yeah. Well, I and and throughout my courses there there were, but I was I was going to go into the sciences post high school. You know, film was a secondary idea i actually wanted to be a a wildlife documentarian that was my original goal in life so i took a lot of sciences with film stuff but look at at where you are now yeah i know now i'm talking about this stuff so it's all good uh although my wife does look at me weird when i say that i want to go give that bear a hug that you know but i will run bad idea peacock yeah bad idea yeah (laughs) but you know i'm always like it's bigger but it's weird i feel the same about dinosaurs where I look at that T Rex and there's there's a scene I'm like I just I just want to hug it, you know like and that's a terrible that's worse than hugging a bear, but um, you know technically, technically someone does raid on a, yeah. a T Rex's back in this this movie which has never happened in Jurassic Park before so I can't fault no. it there, I can't no, fault but, it there. Uh, I'm sorry about Crichton though, but there have always been these smart techno thrillers that, again you could tell he did his homework, and you feel like you come out like okay, this is kind of realistic sci-fi. Like, none of this could actually happen. We're not actually going to be able to clone dinosaurs. But if it did, this is probably how it would go down. Um, and, and here, where this movie ends, I feel that it plays with a lot of that in the spirit of Crichton. Like, sure, none of this could happen, but, you know, if 
the series of circumstances, I can imagine this is where it goes. It's funny because I think what this movie does, maybe the best since the first, and maybe even better than the first in some ways, mm-hmm. is the horror elements. There's a couple of scenes yeah. later on where it deals with the horror of the of the of the of the, of the chase. Uh, yep. And I think me comparing the opening scene to the T-Rex basically being a slasher villain, I, I do actually think a lot of what this does that's stupid to justify what happens, it does remind me of a really good horror movie that, you know, except in a horror movie when you've just got a killer, you don't have to justify things as much, whereas here they yep. have to keep explaining, okay, this is how the dinosaurs get here, and this is why we have this, and that's why we do that. It does feel like a, a horror movie in a, in a lot of ways, uh, even though there's large chunks where it's not a horror movie. But the, Yeah, well, and, that, and that's J.A. Biona. You know, that's where he made his bones originally mm. was through the, the horror. Uh, he's one of Del Toro's guys. I noticed because there, there's a post credit in this. And one of the last things I noticed before that started was a special thanks to Guillermo Del Toro. So uh, I, I feel like he, you know, kind of shepherded yeah. Aona. Do you know, I've not I've not seen the Monster Calls yet. I've heard I've heard it's good. I've been wanting to I, check it out. Yeah, that's a movie because of the subject matter I just can't deal with. Like that trailer wrecked me. And mm. uh, but yeah, but I mean, who knows? If, I, if I, it gets a glowing review from you, I could give it a watch. I didn't actually realize I'd seen two of his other movies though. Uh, I've seen The Orphanage, which was his uh, sort of big horror breakout. That was that was the Del Toro like connected one. Yeah. And then he did The Impossible, which was a completely different film. That was uh, after the uh, tidal wave. Indonesian, um, yeah, Indonesian tsunami. And the it's you know it's, it's uh, Ewan McGregor and it was who was it, was it? Naomi yeah, Watts. Naomi Watts. That was it. Uh, get. I, I wasn't. Tom Holland. I wasn't super in love with that movie. That 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 one was kind of yeah. like by the, by the numbers for me in terms of what it was doing. But. Weirdly, the parts that you talked about the most are the tsunami scenes and just how chaotic it is. But you never get lost mm. in the chaos. Like he shoots it very well. And then the rest of it, it's been described as a Hallmark movie. It's the family trying to get back to each other. Yeah. Uh, um, so. But I think it's really well directed. Like whenever it, it just does the horror scenes, whenever it just does this. I mean, I've heard some people complain that the last half of the movie doesn't feel like a Jurassic Park film, and I kind of agree with that in a weird way. Like, like I say, it is more Dino Crisis. It is more. Uh, but, I, but is that a necessarily a bad thing? Is it because well, it's up to you? I guess. Got, yeah, because the last one got torn apart for being too much of a Jurassic Park movie for hitting the same beats as the original. So I feel like it's going to get beat up no matter what it does by a segment of the audience. Uh, this is basically Jurassic Park, the last dinosaur at this point. Yeah. It's funny how, they, mean, how, how they're mirroring each other a lot. Uh, huh? I it, it, it does feel different. I think if I have a disappointment in terms of the focus is I think the music takes a hit because the music... Because what, I love the Jurassic Park score and I love the Jurassic World score and I thought Jurassic World did this neat thing where it used the main themes from Jurassic Park, both the main theme and the fanfare, at a couple of different times and they felt like big moments. But it also had its own new score where it had its own main theme and I really liked that score as well. And I thought it did also okay. So it's got the old, it's got some new, but it feels very energetic and like full of wonder. Like I, I feel like yeah. Jurassic Park is kind of a mix of wonder and horror. You kind of mix the two. Yeah. Uh, this leans so far into the horror that there's very few moments where the original music either... F- either from world or park shows up like you hear a little bit of both but not much yeah so what what struck me is i normally don't notice the score i did here and it weirdly reminded me of indiana jones like where you say that there's that jurassic park had that balance of horror and wonder i felt this had the, the the pulpiness of indiana jones where there's ghastly elements you know like you'll get sharp sections of it but then there's just kind of like this uh, – the only way I can describe it is like proud, like this 
section that that's like very adventure-y. And none of those words really go together. But I don't know how to describe music as well. Connor's as not here. Connor would gauge you if you're yeah, saying, but no, exactly. Nice. But there, there's just scenes like when Chris Pratt's doing his run around. It, it reminded me of, of Raiders of the Lost Ark when he's when Indy's running from the uh, with the Chachapoyan Idol, you know, from the Hobitos. Ma- Matt's just fan casting Pratt as the new Indy. That's what's happening That's, right here. I've I've wanted that since he's got you know I originally was a Chris Pine for Indy guy, but now I can see Pratt playing Grumpy. Oh yeah. You know? um, so I, I think it takes a little bit of hit there because I feel like it's it's missing the wonder of Jurassic Park a little bit. Because yeah. there was a few moments where I thought it was going to go into that, and it, it never really did. And yeah. I can't, I don't really want to fault it too much for it because the movie's doing its own thing. And you know, it's just true that maybe the plot doesn't justify those types of moments where the music would swell up in that yeah. way. Um, yeah. But it it just yeah, I feel like I, I was missing it a little bit because you know that's that's part of yeah. what makes Jurassic Park Jurassic Park. But hey. Uh, so, but no, I do appreciate that there's going to horror. I, I do, I do actually like the back half of the movie quite a bit. I, I think the last like forty minutes is the strongest of the film. Mm-hmm. You know, even with some of the, the the elements that are dumb that are in there, because it is kind of more of a Dino Crisis Resident Evil type story at that point. Which, and I know people, if you've not seen it and you're hearing me say that, you're like, "What do you mean?" And like, let's just say it's a mansion, and let's just yeah. say we've got you know hiding around. Things go and, sideways. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting, and that's why it kind of feels smaller, because it's all in this building uh, in yep. the last chunk of the movie. But uh, which is funny, because you know, obviously, in the first half, you're getting this, you know, eruption, and you're getting lava, and all these dinosaurs running down hills and yeah. and whatnot. So, so no, so yeah, I, I want to make this clear. I, I I had fun with it. I like it, but I definitely like it as a B movie that has a lot of dumb elements and a lot of problems. Yeah, we all know how I feel about B movies, you know. That's right, in my alley. We got a trailer for the Meg, and my wife leaned over. She goes, "We're seeing that, aren't we?" I go, "Yep." So <laughs> <laughs> these are these are right in my wheelhouse. So I'm a little bit more forgiving than I think most people uh, when it comes to this. Yeah. So okay, uh, I guess we'll say spoiler warning then. Full spoilers yeah. for Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom from here on out. Let's talk about Maisie. I want to talk about Maisie. Yeah. I want to talk about Maisie. Um, so early on in the film, right? So basically, the, the we hear that the government doesn't want to do anything for, to, mm-hmm. to really help the dinosaurs. They decide not to. Jeff Goldblum, Ian Malcolm is at this hearing at the start and the end of the film. You barely see him. He's only on a couple of scenes. Yeah. And he's, he's just there to convince them, no, don't step in. Let them all die. We're all screwed if we don't. And I'm, I'm shortening it, of course. But yeah. But then this private benefactor contacts Claire, right? And she goes out to this mansion. And this was, you know, on the way to the mansion was one of the few times I heard the Jurassic World music come in. And then when she goes in the building, you hear a lot about the classic piano theme as she sees the painting of Hammond. And it's like, oh, okay, good Hammond, all right. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they ever mentioned this in the previous film. Was this a retcon that he had a partner that they kind of split yeah. away from? Yeah. I, although, I don't remember this. Although in the book, Injun was much bigger than Hammond, they kind of turned him into Walt Disney in the movie. Mm. But, you know, it was, there was more people at play in Injun in the original book. Okay. So okay. I gave yeah I gave it a pass because it would make sense when you learn about uh, uh, Lockwood and yeah. what had happened. So Lockwood's uh, James Cornwell, who obviously is uh, he's exactly the type of actor you want in this role at this age. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. 
but really likable guy. But he he's like an old man. He's dying. He's got the same cane with the amber, you know. So again, yep. and that's actually one of the other little complaints I'd maybe give the movie is that it maybe actually reuses things from the original movie just one too many times. Yep. Uh, there's a moment with like shutting the door with the, the kid inside the thing, yep. like that's like, out the kitchen. The 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 Endoraptor using the, the the latch in the window is very much like the doorknob. But that to me is Jurassic Park in a nutshell. Is uh, raptors figuring out things oh and sure we, i'm just saying it was just know, it was just one just one or two too many where it was just so many little yeah. moments were taken directly from the, the the original movies where it was like okay, okay. Now, now you're reminding me of it too much rather than doing your own thing you're reminding me of just too many of them but because uh so he's there he wants to fund them going to like you know save all the dinosaurs rafe spall is the totally not the villainous guy who's controlling not, all of his money yeah not you at know. all because like, obviously because Cornwell's sick. He's an old man. He's in a wheelchair. Yeah. He's taking meds all the time. He's on a respirator. He's got a, yeah. He's got an oxygen tank. You know, in his wheelchair. Yeah, exactly. And then you have so so you clear meets him and we meet Maisie, the little girl who's like ten or whatever, who's running around, yeah. and he's like, oh, that's my granddaughter, and you think nothing of it. And of course, Jurassic Park typically has a kid somewhere. You have a kid in there, oh. right? And it's okay, fine. And it's later on when he's up in his bedroom and she's talking to him and it's like she wants to know about her mother who died in a car crash and he, he won't talk about it. And someone asks him, like, did she ever visit the park? And the camera pulls back and you see a model of the original park, you know, the original like centre, you know, with the cars mm-hmm. and stuff. And yeah. he says she visited it a long time ago. And I immediately went, is this Lexi's kid? Yeah, that's what I thought too, right. which makes no sense because Lex was Hammond's. But then... Then you remember that there was a divorce going on. Yeah, it was. Well, it, was, uh, it wasn't Hammond's daughter though. It was Hammond's granddaughter, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. But there was a divorce going on. So if if Hammond and Lockwood's kids had got together, then that's what I was thinking. Their, yeah. Yeah, and then so when I'm first, I was like, oh, I can't be Lex's kid. And then then reason started to take over. You know, but it's a little bit convoluted for it to work. But that's what I was thinking. Yep. Um, it actually turns out to be not that at all. It turns out that this is a separate character who died. And Lockwood used the tech that they brought the di- to bring the dinosaurs back to clone his daughter that he lost. Yeah. And this is who this is. This is a clone. And this opens a whole can of worms. I'm not against the idea. I do think the movie kind of doesn't explore it enough. It just kind of brushes past it. It's, it's, it's really only there to justify what she does at the end. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, but, you know. So, it, it doesn't feel like they really go into it in a, a great detail that she's a clone. She, she's not the original person. Um... Not that that makes her yeah. any less a person, it's just, you know, this idea is not explored very much. No, I just, I knew exactly where it was going, because I leaned over to my wife, and I go, she's a clone of the mom, like, you know, the, and when it happened, she goes, how'd you know? And I was like, Honey, it, it's right in front of us, like, there was a big, as if someone painted a big red letter, like, how can, how can you miss it? Yeah, I mean, you see the photo of her mom as a kid, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, moms and daughters really? look similar, but not... <laughs> but not... Not like that, you know, I yeah. get told... I look like my dad at times, but I don't, you know, there's clearly a distinction between us. So, uh, I, I went worst case scenario. I was like, please don't let her be a dino human hybrid. Like they said they were done with hybrids. Please let's not have this where, you know, well, there's a hybrid. It's just not a human. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, uh, so I'm, I was relieved when she was just a clone. Uh, but still other than what she does at the end, really, there's no other reason for that other than you know her own shock yeah i mean i I like her being in the movie though because her 
her sneaking around and figuring out that Rafe Spall's like you know, going to sell dinosaurs, he's going to auction them off to the highest bidders so he can fund yep. his Indoraptor research to design a, a, a race of super raptors that the, the armies can use to fight wars. Which, this cracks me up because ever since, because again, we all know I'm, I'm super deep in Jurassic Park. Uh, there was always these rumors for this really the terrible Jurassic movie. Park 4. Yeah, like, in the long gap between 3 and World, there was always rumors right. that Jurassic Park 4 would have dinosaurs with lasers on their head that would assist in battle. Dino soldiers. Yeah. Dino soldiers, yes. And apparently Spielberg was super into this because it was nothing like it, that they had done before. And, like, he'd never wanted to go back to the island. We've done that too many times. And when Trevorrow pitched him World... They had that uh, D'Onofrio character, yes, and that's all he was about, and so the seeds were there. Um, so it just kills me that that Spielberg finally has his chance at. And Dino don't get me wrong, though, this isn't as silly as that original concept sounded. No, because that was that was Raptors carrying machine guns. Yes, that, this like, is a little bit more. They've just changed trained them so they can target someone with a laser, and then they'll yep. they'll, they'll sick them like a dog. So, you know, go and yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it it's the world's most lethal. Attack dog. Yeah. Like, um, don't get me wrong. Even that though, there's no version of this that doesn't instantly put it into this is B sci-fi movie cheese, no. right? It's no, a, it, I, it's just it's, just, it's a B movie concept. Is what I'm saying. Is the yeah, idea of training I, I liked, dinosaurs. I liked it here because we would known about the Indo Raptor. Oh, I like, liked they it. Tried to tr- don't get me wrong. I liked yeah, it. Okay. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, we're doing the Indo thing again, like. But then with what they did here compared to what they did with Indominus Rex... I actually... I, I, I liked the end of that Raptor more. more. I, I think he had a better look. That that yellow streak on his skin, I thought looked like, quite good. It looked like menacing. Blue. The claws... Yeah, the, 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 the first time you see the claws like, come after Maisie through the bars, that was like a proper horror movie scene. And I think that stuff was kind of working for me. Um, what doesn't work for me is how the Raptor gets out of his cage. How the Indoraptor yeah. gets out. Because I think the worst character in the movie is the the knockoff of the hunter from uh, Lost World, uh, the guy who's there. He's 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 meant to be there to escort you know Owen and Claire as they go after the, the the after Blue specifically, but all the dinosaurs to save them. And obviously he double crosses them, and it t- turns out he's there for Rafe Spall's character to then capture and sell off the dinosaurs. Yeah. He, I thought he was just a really nothing two-dimensional character from the start. And there's one scene as they're leaving the island where he pulls out a tooth from like I think it's a Stegosaurus. He pulls a, a tooth out. Of no, Ankylosaurus. Was it? Wait, oh, no, no, you're right. No, you're right. It is the Stegosaurus. Steg. Because oh, I, I, I think that's the only time you really see the Stegosaurus, at least prominently in a yep. scene. Is that is that moment? Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, and he pulls it out of Stegosaurus, and you see he's got a lot of other teeth that he's pulled from other dinosaurs, and he, he makes like a comment about making a necklace, right? And that scene is only there to justify the most stupid moment in the entire film when the Endoraptor is safely still in his cage. He's not getting out. Or she's not getting yeah. out. Owen, Owen's gone out of his way in this auction to make sure that they don't accidentally release the Endo. Yes. Like, yes. it's in the cage and everybody leaves and then here comes Great White Hunter who I, I want to become dino food. You know, because... Yeah. That's how much I hate this character. Yes. Uh, he he opens the cage door and comes in. And don't get me wrong, I chuckled at the idea that the raptor's playing possum. Because he actually... The, the raptor opens its eye and it's like, ha ha ha, and then shuts it again. And I, I like that idea because it's uh-huh. fun. But he is such an idiot for doing this. Like, yep. earlier on we did it with the Stegosaurus. The Stegosaurus was in like a... It was bound down. It was, 
You know, yeah. it, it, was, it wasn't like he went into like a cage with a stegosaurus. I mean, a stegosaurus is a herbivore, but still, like, still dangerous. If, yeah. if, he, if he wants to ram well, you, you're still dead. It has spikes. It has spikes on its tail. Yeah. You're going to get caught. Like, that's it. And, this uh, yeah. was such a sheer moment of stupidity that I, it's one of those moments in a movie where I sat there and went, this is the moment the internet is complaining about. As soon as I leave this theater, that is what I'm going to see. And I can't blame the internet for this one. It's stupid. <laughs> As someone that wanted the guy dead, I was fine. You know, it is goofy as I'll get out, but, you know... Make, making uh, a dinosaur necklace of teeth is not justification for letting, as they've just said, the most yeah. dangerous predator in the history of the world. Well, and he's constantly yelling about his bonus. Like, that's his character motivation. I better get my bonus. Also, I didn't realize who that was. It was driving me nuts, who mm. the actor was. And it's Ted Levine from Silence of the Lambs. Uh, oh, do you know what? Without the, the goatee, I didn't recognize him. He's always got a yeah, goatee, usually. I, it took me until getting back into the car and pulling up the wiki and clicking on his character. I was like, oh my god, that's Buffalo Bill. It puts the lotion in the basket. Yeah. Yep. I do me. So, Would you do me? Let's rewind, though. I want to rewind because we've kind of jumped ahead to some stuff. And I want to talk about. So back, to back, back to the island, yes. It's obviously clear wants to save the dinosaur. She goes to Owen. He doesn't want to go, but he's convinced because of his connection to Blue. He doesn't want, he doesn't want to do it. We found out they split up. Uh, in an awkward way, and he's building a house by the lake. Um, how he afforded this land so that he could build a house by the lake, I don't know. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure being one of the he got paid out by Masrani because we find out that Masrani went basically bankrupt after paying out 800 million to the survivors of the event in the first movie. Yeah, that, so yeah, if, if anything sure that number, if anything that number's too low, it should have been higher than that. <laughs> but um, but so they go to the island. Uh, he's convinced. There's, there's, there's a fun little joke. There's like a joke where she's waiting to see if he shows up at the plane, and then she goes into the plane, and it turns out he's been sleeping on the plane already. Um, yep. There's a fun little joke. Because, I mean, their chemistry's really good, uh, and uh, yep. I'm okay with that. So they get to the island, and they try down Blue. Yeah, Claire's not there at this point. It's just Owen with the hunter dude, and... Because uh, yeah. they need Claire's biometrics, so they need her handprint, uh, since she was, like, president of the corporation or yes. whatever. In order to activate the trackers to find Blue, especially Blue, because she's eluded them because she's a raptor. Yeah. And More of a manager yeah, than so a she, president, I'll say that. She, she didn't control the company. She was she ran the, the place. Yeah, I'm not president of the company. President yeah. of Jurassic Park, like the so, Jurassic World. Rather. But uh, Z is there with them, cause, and, right, so they find Blue, and he tells them to stay back, and he's doing his thing. He's like trying to camera down and sort of bond again. And then, of course, the asshole hunter just comes out and, like, tranks her and is like, what are you doing? And she doesn't quite go down. It, she jumps on another one of the guys that are there, and the guy ends up shooting her, which makes her injured, which is a whole, like, why Zia has to be there to try and yeah. patch her up. Here's my problem with this, right? Amongst other things. Pardon me. Is... So, they trank... Because Pratt's about to like, go nuts on, on the hunter, right. right, for what, what's just happened. And he just tranks Pratt. And then they just leave him there to die. And... Well, don't get me wrong, as the movie goes on, we see that Rafe Spall's willing to kill people, and we, cause, but at that yeah. point, it didn't feel like it yet, but later on, we find out that he's willing to, because he, he kills Lockwood later, he, he smothers him in his sleep right. to get away with what he's doing, but mm-hmm. I thought it was really weird that we never like got like uh, Zia like, questioning this, or trying to resist him, and saying, no, we can't leave him here to die, because you know, the, the, the island's going to erupt at some point soon. Right. Turns out it's going to be like minutes, but you know they know what's right. happening soon, and they just leave them here in the dinosaur jungle 
paralysed on the ground, which leads to the scene of him slowly rolling away from lava. Right. Which, you know, they'll take it or leave it. Right. I just, it, it struck me as really weird in the moment when I just cut to them away and he's just left there on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, I thought, pick him up, put him on, onto like a, on the truck and just take him with you. It was weird. Well, here's the thing. Why, if you were just going to leave him to die, you could have just shot him. Right? They had uh-huh. guns. Uh, and the whole point that you need him is because nobody understands Raptors like he does. So even if you trink him, you bring him with him and force him to, you know, like, terrible planning on on this company's part. Yes. You know? Yes. It wasn't even a company, it's just Riff Spall. Just him well, pulling the strings. Yeah, I was trying to think if it was Lockwood or whatever, because he's in charge of everything. Oh, uh, he doesn't know about it. That's no. part of the plot of the movie, Matt, no, no, is no. That he doesn't know. But, no, no, no. Not Lockwood himself, the, the industry. Like, oh, right, the, okay. Whatever Lockwood's business is, Race Falls, whose name is uh, Eli Ellis, one of those Eli, something. yeah. Yeah, he, you know, he's in charge of it. This well, is all his doing. The, the, he's the, very the, reminiscent of, of Ludlow in uh, in Lost World to, you know. Mm. Uh, they they was, call him Mills. They never call him Eli. They always refer to him as Mills, there you his go. last name. Mills. Um, yeah, so... So that, but obviously, one of the probably the best scenes actually at the end of this is kind of heartbreaking. Is the Brachiosaurus who is left on the pier as the boat? Because there's a scene where they're all like, like, oh shit, they're going to leave us on the island. We have to get to that boat that everyone's on. Yep. So they get in a truck and they, they drive. It's a bit of an action scene. They get to the boat. They drive on. It's pretty, you know, typical action movie cheese with the you know jumping the gap yep. at the last second, all the rest of it. Yeah. And then they turn around. They hear the cries of a dinosaur, and they've, they've, they've taken as many dinosaurs as they can to sell. But there's a Brachiosaurus at the end of the docks just crying out in pain. As the smoke of the the volcano sort of like uh, yeah. you know just devours it, and there's a moment afterwards where there's like a flash of like fire behind it, and we see the silhouette inside the smoke, and it does the stomp that we saw when the Brachiosaurus at the first Jurassic Park movie, the first so, time we see them. No, number one, this affected me more than I think anything has in any of these movies. I've never teared up in a Jurassic movie, like, and these are some of my favorite movies. But the fact, like, essentially this animal is a land whale, right? It makes the same sounds mm. as a whale. You hear the bellowing. You know it understands what's going on. And just, it was the first dinosaur we had seen in Jurassic Park. Uh, when it rears up like that and we get Sam Neill taking off his sunglasses and that Spielberg like a wonder. And then it's the last dinosaur we see on Isla Nublar. And it's doing the same thing. It was just... This moment, and oh my god, I didn't know how there was a dry eye. Then again, I realize I'm weird, and these <laughs> movies affect me differently. No, I, 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 thought still, was a, I thought it was a touching moment. Some people thought oh. it was too cheesy. I, I, I thought this worked for me. I think if you're into it, uh, this moment works well enough. If you've, if you've got an attachment to the franchise, I think, especially if you're like us and yeah. you grew up with the, the first movies uh, in the 90s, but... Um, this moment worked for me. I was fine with this. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I enjoyed the silliness of the scene. They, they need to take blood from the T-Rex because they're not meant to be on the boat. They're sneaking around. The, the only one who's meant yeah. to be there is Zia who was, like, sort right. of handcuffed and she's, like, there to look after Blue. And she's like, no, yeah. Blue needs blood. Yeah, uh, get, a t- get, get a T-Rex blood. Um, we well, yeah, so- they say that they need a, a theropod, preferably two to three fingered, that the blood yeah. can match because they're all, they're all from the same clone base is what she's saying and that... It, it can take so yeah. there's one that they definitely know and it's Rexy and that's when we get uh, you know the T-Rex is sleeping this is kind of a silly yeah. scene but I actually kind of liked how fun this was I loved it 
Because like, uh, probably Cla- my favorite scene of the movie. Claire's like climbing up on the T because he's like, "You're going to have to climb over," and she's like, "What? No, no," because because they're, they're kind of stuck in either side, and the T Rex keeps sort of shifting from side to side. Yep. Uh, I love the just the silence of a sleeping T Rex, which we've never really seen before, um, yep. and you know she, she's up on its like neck, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" If it got up, you'd be like riding the T Rex right now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because she gets because uh, she has to go to to help. Um take the blood because Pratt can't do it by himself and they're trying to get themselves around there and she climbs up over to get over and it sticks her in the center, you know, and then she has to take the blood and I just, I really like that that scene. This is the scene from uh, the trailer where Pratt has to jump through the mouth because it's it's like at the side and he has to jump through it. Yeah. And it's, I I thought we were going to get a scene where like we finally saw what happened on the boat in Lost World. Uh, you know, because that scene never has made uh, any. Know, I'm just noticing how angelic I'm looking right now with the light. It's, it's very, very much so. Very much. Not intentional. You know, it's sunny outside. Washed out for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? But um, but no, I, I like that. I like so I, I did some research in my main problem with the first one with Jurassic World. I should say the first one, the fourth one, is that most of the dinosaurs were CG, and it, you you could feel that. Hmm. You know, I didn't feel like they were there. Here, Bayona learned from that and had animatronics made, but then he had them basically plussed up by adding digital features. So, like, the the eye movement, they didn't build that into this one like they did, like Stan Winston Studios did for the first. That was all digital. But uh, Pratt and Howard were working with this animatronic T-Rex there, and I feel like it made the movie better for that. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, they, also, the, the baby raptors from the footage... Those were animatronic as well, and it took like 12 puppeteers to, to get those motions down. And I feel mm. like you it made that better too. So that's always what Spielberg had done better, uh, or why that movie is still looks as well as it does. Jurassic Park. Do you know, that, it's actually fair. I think the effects were better overall in this one. I think that's a fair statement, yeah. thinking about mm-hmm. it. Um, so... So they so they're taken to the mansion, which is where the Lockwood we were we were there earlier on. That's where the the big hidden lab underneath the mansion, which again is why it feels very Resident Evil slash Dino Crisis. Um, up in the middle of like the redwood forest in Northern California, like yep. it's very a very fun setting. And yeah, so they actually find you know our characters and they lock them in a cell. And Pratt, I mean, what's the what's the dinosaur that Pratt like convinces to? And the, so. It's a type of pachycephalosaurus that's called a stigmolic, and basically it lines up, it has a helmet head, and it bashes people. You, you saw him kind of in Lost World when it takes out the Jeep. Uh, there you go, yeah. Um, but anyways, he he goads it into smashing the wall and helping them yeah. get out. And there's basically a lot of sneaking around, and we have all these rich hoity-toity. Uh, the other character that I thought was really lame was Toby Jones's character, who was like the the guy who runs these like really like behind closed doors auctions for billionaires yeah. to like you know purchase you know exotic items. Because there's a scene, yeah. there's a scene. The first scene we see him, he comes to Rafe Spall, and he's like, "Okay, are we all set." He's like, "Oh, the dinosaurs will be here tomorrow." And he's like, "Oh, they're not here today." Well, I guess we're just gonna have to call this off. I don't work with amateurs. He's like, no, no, the dinosaurs will be here. They're en route. And I'm like. These are literally the only dinosaurs on the freaking planet. You can't wait a day. <laughs> yeah. It's not like you're going to find any more. Uh, oh, dear. Yeah. So but silly. Yeah. Him, yeah. Uh, he was kind of useless. I didn't like... He's an auctioneer. Like, there's nothing... 
He's just Mr. Greed. Yeah, we get, we get a scene where they're, they're, they're carting out dinosaurs in cages and the people bid on them. And they're like, oh, you can use this one for this and that. And he's, he's like, ah, $10 million, $12 million, sold for... Yeah, you, and you hear there's arms dealers and there's just general billionaires that want their own or they're going to yeah. sell them off to be hunted. And, it, and as someone that edges more towards the environmentalist side, it's this type of scene that, that drives my inner fire that I just... It, you know, makes me physically angry to see this kind of stuff, and yeah. you know, to Bayona and company, mission accomplished because I know that's what they're going for. And it's once they see the, the Indoraptor, that thing can never leave yeah. here; it's too dangerous. They they, they yep. sabotage, they get the other dinosaur into the room. Chaos ensues, and that's when the hunter dude comes in and frees it. Yeah. And that's when we get to probably the best section of the film is when the Endoraptor's around and he's stalking people and we get scenes of sneaking around. There's a lot... Because Maisie, I think, is a good addition to the movie because Maisie's scenes were... At the start when she's like sneaking around and finding out that the, the, the bad guys are up to stuff, but then later on she's like hiding from the, the Endoraptor. She's like, you know, climbing out on the roof. She's doing all these things and she teams up with Pratt and uh, and Claire and they're, they're, they're sneaking around together and then, you know, Pratt has to go and save her. There is, don't get me wrong, there's some Deus Ex Machina stuff where, like, he just, like, finds out the right moment before the Endoraptor gets her or it, right. and then Blue shows up in the same way where Blue's the, 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 the hero who shows up and saves yeah. him. Um, but it was fun watching Blue fight the Endoraptor and I do yeah. like that we ended this one with just like a straight up death of the the, the villain, the, the dinosaur, yeah. you know, it just you know, yeah. it just gets because they're on, they're on the roof, it's the glass window, and Jack Claire actually, who's been injured at this point with the leg, puts the yeah. laser on Pratt so that he's the target, and then he like sort of like dives out the way, and the the, the Endoraptor goes down and lands yeah. on the Stegosaurus, the the, the, the skull, you know, skull. yeah, that we've uh, seen that's on display right below, which is museum, another thing yeah. from. From the first movie, that uh, that's how it was supposed to end. That the raptors were supposed to get impaled on the 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 T Rex skeleton in the mm. visitor center, and Spielberg realized if I don't bring in the T Rex one more time, the audience is going to eat me alive. So that's where we get Ninja Rex from. So I, I like when they pull stuff like that, and it feels like it's an homage. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think this last chunk of the movie is, is a lot of fun. I, I think it's a really good yep. suspenseful chasing. There, there is some silly stuff like Maisie. Hiding in her bed, thinking the Endoraptor mm-hmm. won't get her in there. <laughs> That's kind of bizarre. Yeah. I mean, she's just been a dumb kid, I guess. But but it makes it makes for such a perfect scene where it's reaching out with that claw, like it's the I scene know. in the trailer. It, that's the thing, though. It, it's sacrificing yeah. logic for the cinematic moment, and that really annoys yeah. some people. It can work occasionally. Yeah. Um, it's basically the point where you have to accept this is a dumb B movie and just accept the good yeah. cinematic moments. And that's what it is. And that's fine. If you can accept it as that, then you can have mm-hmm. a blast. If these are all going to annoy you, you're going to hate this movie. And some people think this yeah. is the worst of the five. Some people outright hate this. I've, I've seen that reaction online. I don't, I don't get it. I just, it's fine if you don't like it, but to say it's the worst, I don't like go watch dress or go watch lost world, Jurassic park. And there are parts that are equally dumb, if not more dumb in that one, you know, so, and you have a girl using gymnastics I, to fight a raptor. I don't know where I fall on it, actually. I mean, obviously, Jurassic Park's the best one. Uh, yeah. Um, this I, is actually probably my second favorite. Um, this hit what I wanted it to do. Um, I think it's better directed than Jurassic World, so it puts it over... The, it's better uh, directed, no. The, the, the horror and suspense you know? scenes are definitely yeah. handled better. I think the first one, though, feels more like Jurassic Park, like the, the, the wonderment of yeah. it. Um, I, yeah. So... I feel like I like both of them for different reasons. 
Uh, so it's kind of hard to rank them in that sense. I definitely like both of them more than Lost World. That is no question. Lost World is dead last. <laughs> um, uh, I probably like them both more than Jurassic Park 3 as well, to be fair. Um, yeah. But, but there's just... a, there is a big drop-off. After the first Jurassic Park, there's a drop-off yeah. because then you're into just it. cheesy sequels. Jurassic Park's one of my top three movies of all time. Like Nothing's ever going to move that. It is a classic movie by this point. It's 25 years old. You know, like... So... I just, you know, nothing's ever going to touch it. Nothing I don't think ever should try. So it's just, these are the movies that we're getting now. And you can sit back and enjoy them or, or just not like them. But to like, I don't know. I, I feel like sometimes people forget the movies are allowed to be fun. Like not everything has to be like the cinematic experience that changes your life. Yeah, but like to, to be fair, to Matt, be. that that does sound like a, 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 a like a hand wave, like, like a crutch, just to say, oh no, no it's just fun, it's fine, just it, ignore the problems, it's whatever. No, it does, but I feel like people are starting to take these because, again, it's their childhood, you know. Like, I, I get it. Like these movies are my childhood as well, but I don't feel like this movie does anything that it craps all over it. It does things like uh, when when Rafe Spall goes to murder uh, Lockwood. He he breaks the amber cane, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's symbolic. That that's like this era's over. The park's done. It was claimed by lava, so we we can put that all behind us, you know. So if you want to talk about it destroying your childhood in that way, then yes, you know, it's moving on. Well, I've not seen anyone talk about it destroying their childhood. They just think it's bad. Yeah, no, that's fine, and you can think it's bad. That's fine, but I just I feel like people just go into things anymore with like their arms folded and going impress me. You know, you're the fifth movie, you know, and I feel if you go in like kind of like we did and just kind of like, hey, look, it's getting mixed reaction. Where are we going to land on it? I, 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 think, I don't actually think it's a case of uh, fold my arms and press me. I, I, I get that impression a lot with other types of movie, especially horror. I feel like there's, there's an entire audience who yeah, is like, I will not get scared. You're going to have to break through this barrier to yeah. scare me. And that's, that's the wrong feel- attitude with horror. With horror movies, you have to be willing to go for the ride. I think that's like a big part yeah. of it. I think with this, though, just- no, Matt, just to, yeah. just to round out this point, I think with this, it's it's just that there's a lot of people who like Jurassic Park who don't necessarily like B-movies, right? But Jurassic Park's just good enough that it doesn't matter. And for those people, the sequels all kind of suck because they don't, they're not there for the B-movies. Once the prestige of Jurassic Park goes away, there's nothing there for them anymore. Right. But then again, it's all about managing your expectations, right? If you have four movies now that are B-movies, what are you going to expect like, they're not just going to drop the sixth one and be like, hey, this one's, like, prestige again, you know? Like... No, there's truth in that. I, I, I just, I don't think... I have no problem with someone not liking this movie. I, it's dumb enough oh, that... I, it's dumb it, enough that it, I understand why someone doesn't like this. Oh, that, that, and I fully get that, too. I'm just saying, I saw a lot of people going into this super negative just based off the trailers, and it was like, well, like, can, can we just wait for something... And, and see how it is before we judge it. Like, you know, I don't know. This I mean, wasn't like the trailers for this wasn't like Skyscraper, where I'm going to go to Skyscraper just to see how ridiculous it is. Right? Like, it's The Rock with the Prosthetic Leg doing Tower of Inferno. Like, come on. Or even The Meg. Like, it's, it's being over the top ridiculous there. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm getting tired of the hot take internet culture of like, you know. I'm, I'm tired of hearing about Star Wars and how he, people have ruined Star Wars or how you just don't get it because this and that. I'm just, I just want to go and enjoy movies I enjoy. And that's where I'm at. And, you know, 
it's weird, especially if something like this, where I was going to like it probably no matter what, because it's dinosaurs. Do I choose to make fun of the, the cancelled Star Wars spin-off movies? I'll, I'll leave you, it. I'll hey, leave it. Hey, Connor's not here. We all know that I'm, I am, like, the moderate between you two. <laughs> you know, I thoroughly enjoyed Solo, so, you know. Oh, good. I mean... But, it's fair you know, to say that I'm not going to probably see any of them anyway now, so it doesn't really matter, but I still took a little bit of glee and, oh, okay, we're putting all of these on hold, um, all these spin-off standalone yeah, movies. But, that makes sense, yeah. you, you know. Um, anyway, so, and there is some other stupidity, like the the, the like the, the girl pressed, you know, Maisie pressing the button to let the dinosaurs out, because yeah. basically the building's going to go, there's like gas leaking out, and the dinosaurs are trying to get out, the door's there, and Claire wants to press the button to open the door. And, you know, Owen understands, but he's like, if you press that door, that button and let them out Shapes. into the world, there's no going back. There's dinosaurs yeah. in the world if we do that. And she she ultimately makes the, 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 the logical choice, we can't do that, even though she really wants to. And you knew it was going to happen. Maisie sneaks up behind and presses the button, and the door opens. Yeah. And I think my only problem with this is with the line she says, which is like, they're alive, just like me. And I'm like, you've known you were a clone for like 20 minutes, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. I think, I think there's a better way to do that because she's young and not jaded. Mm-hmm. And she still has that wonder of life. Like, like, no, they're living creatures. They deserve a chance. That's, now, that's the line, you know? There, there are some things to question here. One... When Claire was opening all the cells to let the dinosaurs out before this, yeah. and she was doing them one by one, which again was, was very, it? which was very old school. This was another thing that was lifted from the original movie was the one by yeah. one pressing the buttons. It was kind of like the levers in the first movie. It's even down yeah. to the fact that they had to reboot the system at one point. The uh, uh, in the you know the Franklin has oh, to oh we have to reboot it. Yeah, you know? so I kind of expected when they had to reboot it while they're on the island, I expected here ah uh, ah uh, ah, uh, just <laughs> you know, somehow. Just because. Somehow, yeah. Uh, so, and you could argue, okay, during that scene, maybe she could have just not let the carnivores out, right? Because yeah. that's the thing. Most of the dinosaurs that get out are actually herbivores, so it's fine. Yeah. It's like, not, not too bad. Like, yeah, sure, they may cause a little yeah. bit of damage, but it's not going to be too bad. Um, so we end the end of the movie with the dinosaurs going out, they're leaving the building, they're going to the wild. Even Blue, who kind of says goodbye to Owen, he wants to take Blue somewhere, but she's like, no, forest, freedom, and she runs off. Right. And we get some shots, we get a shot of a T-Rex screaming at a lion at the zoo. Which I don't get, but cool. Like, I understand the point, like, you have the lion, which is the king of the beast, and then you have the name Tyrannosaurus Rex, which is... Tyrant Lizard King. I, I get that. It's, the, it's, the, it's that. the it's the king of the old versus the king of the new, basically. Is, is yeah, but is. like, it, the, yeah, it, it's a T-Rex, though. Like, come on. Yeah, the lion's screwed. <laughs> yeah. Lion's screwed. Uh, it's just it's for the visual again. It's it's it's, yeah. it's sacrificing the logic for the cinematic visual of the yeah. moment, right? Now, the main thing that bothered me was the mosasaur that we see that it it gets out. This, this is the uh, this is the giant underwater heist. dinosaur. Just for the giant, yeah, the giant underwater one that you you know that that ate the poor assistant in the first one. You yeah, Lena Luthor. Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> she ate Luthor. And also, uh, when you thought the guy get this away at the start of the T Rex, yeah. this comes up and eats so, him. I love that though. Uh, I just love the gotcha, and then it gets him. Um, but it's it's out, and you saw these scenes in the the TV spots and the trailers where the T-Rex is roaring at the lion and then the Mosasaur is up in the, the waves 
with the surfers, and I'm just like... Which, by the way, those should not have been in TV spots and trailers. They should have not they shown those. At all. Just like... Or don't put them in the movie. Just like these are little... You know what I mean? Like little tags that could have just been... Yeah. And it comes back to Jeff Goldblum's uh, monologue, and he, he's talking about what might change now that they're in the world. I think it, it maybe sells it a bit too harshly, given that it looked like maybe like 20 dinosaurs, and not like... Now, don't get me wrong. Big time! I feel like the next movie, though, because this—I mean—I do like the idea that this trilogy for the third one, it's set up that the dinosaurs are actually in the world, so therefore it is actually yeah. Jurassic World, right? I, it, Neat yeah, idea. And I like—I like the idea where it leaves it at that. Whereas this is what Malcolm was talking about from the beginning, where life finds a way. The dinosaurs have now found a way to get off of that one island, right? And it's all because of man. Yeah. That that they have done this, and now they're there, and the possibilities that means for the third movie where they say, hey, we're not doing hybrids anymore. But we're not going back to the island, to the parks. Here's the thing, though. What, what is the bet in that by the third movie, this number of dinosaur will have magically multiplied? Yeah, I always call that the X-Men mutant thing to where in the comics, the mutant population gets dwindled and then when they need to artificially, you know, bring it back up to call some more, it fluctuates, you know? But like, what, uh, what did they say? Oh, they were all pregnant when they ran out. So that's how we have like ten times as many next movie. Yeah, I see. What, what I would like in the next movie is you have you have people because we see that the ones that got them out of the auction that they're heading towards there. So I feel like we'll see how there's you know not not dinosaur versus dinosaur exactly, but we'll see that between the training methods that that Pratt's character that Owen has created and, and whatnot. We'll see man and dinosaur working together in some parts, mm. or we'll see them being used for ill gains, or then there'll be even wild ones that they're trying to round back up. And I mean, they, they brought up that that island. Like we we think that island's an actual thing, right? That Lockwood wanted to move oh, them sanctuary. to. Oh, sanctuary, possibly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it turned out to be bullshit that they wanted to move them there, but yeah. Yeah, but like he believed it was a thing, so I I feel like that could be how you bring Owen and and. Uh, Claire back is they're trying to round up certain dinosaurs to bring to the sanctuary to have like a a pure let them live uh, and I also like Claire a whole lot more. Right? I kind of skipped over in the first movie in the I keep saying the first the first Jurassic World. I feel like she didn't have much to do but to be like the wet blanket and like to free the T Rex and that was all cool. Here I liked her character a whole lot more. She really has grown mm. and you don't get that too much in these sequels where the character has it's reached a logical point. Um, where where Owen's basically the same guy that we left at. He's this kind of grumpy, you know. I I, I want to say blue. She she's my my girl. So, uh, but yeah. Uh, and then the other thing I want to talk about too was that why would Hammond build a theme park where there's a active volcano that could go off at any time? Yeah, well, they say they say in the news that it was dormant, but now it's active again. So at least I guess they're implying that they. Th- thought it was dormant like and even if like you know there's it's a volcanic right like and the power now this is just me reaching through fan let's call it fan fiction the power goes off in the first movie yet you have a volcanic system that Hammond didn't try to get geothermal power you would think like that would have been a thing where you have a sustained energy source i feel like you're going too deep for this movie matt <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i'm just i don't like i understand why the volcano's there but I feel if they could have said like it was man-made, like something with the weather climate or whatever has activated something on the island, 
or whatever, and it's kind of man-caused, and it could play into the thing that, you know, man's having its final laugh or whatever, you know. But I just the, imagine that the the events of the first film hadn't happened. What's going on at that theme park right now? Like evacuation. That's what's happening. Yeah, it's your billion-dollar industry gone because of lava. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. That's 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 kind of, that's what happens. Um, yeah, I mean, to, to sort of come back around and sum up, like, I, I like the, the direction, I like the suspense and the horror sequences, I like the two leads, I like Maisie, I like, I like having the kid running away from the raptor, and, I, you yeah. know, all, all the stalking, like the scene in the museum where they're, they're sneaking around the, the middle of the, 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 the display, and the raptor's like looking yeah. for them, it's a horror movie scene, it is, it is a slasher movie, the serial killer looking for the victim scene, that stuff was really well handled, and it has some good yeah. cinematic moments, but there's a lot of dumb stuff to justify all the moments that it has, and uh, the villains are terrible, Ray Spall's character's bad, uh, yeah, it, it is cut straight from, you know, this is bad guy, boo him, Yeah, like, you know, I it was not shocked at all when he had his villainous turn. You know, yeah, that that happens. Like, and but yeah, I, I think it depended on your sensibilities. Because I mean, obviously, it turning into Dino Crisis for the last like forty minutes appeals to me yeah. so much. That won't appeal to everyone. And if you can't get past all the stupidity, this will be a very tough watch. <laughs> um, if you're yeah. into the franchise, though, if you like cheesy B-movies, if you don't mind a bit of stupidity to have the fun moments, and the fun moments are really well directed, I yeah. think you can have some fun with it. Um, you just have to know that going in. Yeah, I think you have to have your expectations mm-hmm. in the right place for it. Um, Definitely. So I, I guess with that, we will we will rate the film uh, mm-hmm. out of 10. Matt, what are you giving it? So this is an 8.5 out of me. I am biased. <laughs> I am biased as I'll get it. <laughs> Joe, it's funny, uh, Matt. Joe, it's funny. Just yesterday, we, I was talking to Cara about this, and I, I, I looked him in the eye and I said, this is this year's Kong Skull Island for Matt. I'm telling you is. right now. Yeah? This, Most likely it will be. Um, I haven't had this, like... So the parts of Infinity War hit me emotionally, uh, but I was expecting that with, with Thanos and whatnot. Um, I wasn't expecting that here, and I just, I had a really good time. I think this is, as of right now, this is my number one movie. This beats out Solo, and I really enjoyed Solo, you know? So, this, this is in the one spot. What's my number one movie of the year? I, don't actually, I actually can't think of it off the top of my head. I'm going to check. I'm curious. I'm not going to tell you on air, because I'm saving it for the top ten at the end of the yeah. year. But Yeah, but as of right now, and there's there's still a whole lot coming out, you know? Uh, but Oh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my number one, obviously. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but just to I'll check. try to guess it once we when, once we finish here. Yeah. Oh, you, you can. You can. Um, so you're giving it an eight point five. I think that's a little bit on the high side for this movie. Oh. Um, I've actually wrestled quite a bit with this since I seen it. I, I I've went through about uh, like three or four half points back and forth, trying to decide yeah. where it lands because I had a lot of fun with it. I think there's moments that work really well, but there's I think objectively, as someone who appreciates like storytelling mm-hmm. now the filmmaking itself is pretty strong but the storytelling and the script ain't so hot the villains ain't so hot so i think mm-hmm. ultimately i'm going to land on a 6.5 okay i thought you were gonna go seven but so, but i mean but, you said you've been waffling but let, let, but let me yeah. make this clear this is a really enjoy for me this is kind of like how i would give Friday the 13th uh part yeah. three a six but i love Friday the 13th part three yeah 
but it's a six out of ten. This is kind of like that. Yeah. I had a blast, but it's a six point five. I can't go any higher yeah. than that. <laughs> Yeah. So that's fair. That's fair. I I thought you'd come in around that range. So so yeah. But uh, and yeah, I, I think the biggest disappointment was the the lack of the, the main themes and the stuff in the music because I was like, oh come on, give me because when it goes to the credits at the end, um, it uh, the, the, the fanfare you're done dun 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 it goes into that at the end and it almost feels out of place. It's like this doesn't fit the movie that I just watched. Why are you playing this yeah. now? And then, then it goes into yeah. the main theme from Jurassic World, which I also like a lot. It just it feels like ah, it's just the end credits. They didn't put them in the movie at you know, any point. It's, yeah. Like, anyway, Chino um, does a great job, though. I mean, he does. Oh, a he's good. Yeah. He's, he's a... Did he do this one oh. as well? I didn't actually notice. Yes. He did. No, okay. he did. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I ho- looked that up because yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, um, you know, hopefully for the third one, which we know is happening in a couple of years, um, we should probably briefly mention there's a small post-credit scene. Uh, what's yeah. funny is that I didn't know about this going in I just for some reason I, when the movie went to credits I thought you know what I'm going to check just in case on the phone yeah. even though even though this franchise has never had one before I just I had this feeling and sure enough I was like oh there is one okay I'll wait um, and it's not much although it probably means a lot more to Matt than most people because of where it takes place it so so it, it comes in and, and we see uh, Claire and Owen see some pteranodons flying on the coast this is uh, before the credits and, you know yeah, yeah. This is before yeah. the credits, and then the credits pick back up in, uh, or the credits. The scene picks up, and the pteranodons are now coming up on what looks like the Eiffel Tower. And I was like, "Wow, they flew a long time. Paris is far." And then it pulls back, and they are on the Las Vegas Strip, and on our version of the Eiffel Tower, uh, from the Paris Resort. I, I saw that it, smelled and went, "Oh Jesus, there's a dinosaur in Vegas. Matt's going to lose his shit." So. After it ends, I go, I look over to my wife and, and our family that came with us. I go, all right, I'll be back. I got to go get me some pteranodons from the strip. <laughs> uh, so, and then let's, let's be real. If if there were dinosaurs down, I would be there as soon as I could. Like, it's, I have zero though. self-control. Of course you would. Like, um, so that's the main... And obviously it's worth mentioning, they seem to be looking after Maisie now. I don't know what the adoption paperwork's going to be like for a clone of someone who all the Guardians mysteriously just get eaten I mean, by dinosaurs, but yeah. Well, her nanny her nanny was still there, even though Rafe Spall fired her. Oh, so, that's true. That's right. Yeah, she she, she lives. Yeah. That's true. So she... I'm sure she'll deal with a lot of it. She'll still be around. And, that's true. That's true. You know, um, so. I'll say this, though. I hope when the third movie starts, we don't have to start with the, oh, they're broken up again. Because technically, both this yeah. and the last movie started with them having dated already and now being broken yeah. up. So hopefully mm-hmm. the third one, they're just a couple and it's fine. We can just yeah. go from there. Please. And that, that's good. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they're both very lucky to have each other, uh, I will say. You know, Bryce yeah. Alice Howard and Chris Pratt. You have a crush on both of them, yes. That's what you're saying. I do. I yes. do. Um, yes. Uh, so... Yeah, that's Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. It, it, it has some fun B-movie stuff, uh, some really well-directed scenes, uh, but it does have a, a fair few big problems and some really dumb moments to justify stuff that happens. So, you know, uh, do what you will, do what you will. But, um, hey, that that is that is the movie. So let us know what you thought of it in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. That supports us. But if you want to support us even more than that, head over to patreon.com slash TV. You can do that over there. And you can uh, get some bonuses. You get to vote on uh, the, the influx and uh, overload and screams votes every yeah. month. You get some bonus content. We, we just put up the first ever episode of one, uh, sorry, Almost Cancelled Extra, which is like a topic, a TV topic. And there's going to be a 1.21 Extra next week, which is also monthly. Similar idea. The first episode is about aspect ratios 
Cla- class will be in session, so patrons can look forward well, to I'm that. Glad, I'm glad I'm not a part of that, because I can watch it, and then never have to hear you talk about aspect ratios again. Yes, uh, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm making graphics, Matt, to... to oh, jeez. For, for the, the video. The work is going into it. You guys better... Is this only for patrons? Yeah, this is a, a patron-only. This is, this is a... Oh, man. You guys chill, chill out for this, guys, yeah. please. You will see Peter in rare form. Oh, like yeah. it's Resident Evil and aspect ratios. Those are his <laughs> two passions in life. So, so you can check out that, um, and I always always like to promote something else. I think it's worth if you're at Jurassic Park, you may be into Godzilla. Uh, and on one twenty one in flux, me and Connor have been working our way through the Godzilla franchise. We got to the ninth movie a few weeks ago, uh, which was Destroy All Monsters. There's there's twenty nine of them currently from Japan plus two American movies. So we're we're slowly working our way through. So you may want to go. So you to- are doing the. You are doing the uh, Matthew Broderick. Yes. Which I think that's uh, unfair to the director, who I can never remember. Roland it's, Emmerich. Uh, yeah, it's Roland Emmerich. I to think be fair- because everyone calls it the Broderick. Oh, sure. Yeah, but like every movie he's made after Godzilla was somehow worse. So he's not like he's a good director. <laughs> no. Like, he made so, Independence Day, which everyone has nostalgia for. Universal yeah. Soldier is his best movie. I'm saying that now. Um, yeah. But then he made Day After Tomorrow. He did 10,000 BC and. Uh, I, every time I see that come up on HBO Go, I flirt with watching it because it's cavemen. And yeah. then I'm like, nah, I have a better way to spend two hours. You know, 2012 is oddly dated now. Like, that was a really short yeah. window where that was relevant because it was like on the build-up um, to 2012 when the world was meant to end. And now that we're in 2018, it's like, oh, what's the point? <laughs> funnily enough, I was telling you about a uh, Joe Rogan podcast I listened to. He had an astrophysicist on mm. who weirdly, thoroughly enjoys 2012 because it's so bad with the science. Like, it gets things right, but it gets things very wrong. So, I, that's a movie I've never seen, and I might yeah. have to... Your mic's starting to slowly go there, Matt, if you want to fix that. That said, we're at the end of the show, so that's okay. Uh, so, that has been the Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom review. Um, enjoyable B-movie cheese is my, my ultimate mm-hmm. my ultimate stamp on it. So, uh, thank you very much once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Get us on Twitter at mail underscore fudge for channel updates. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. So, thank you once again for watching or listening. Mm-hmm. We always appreciate it. Keep watching movies, guys. And we will see you next time. <laughs>